0: Hey friend, and welcome to the Hair Goals Podcast. The Hair Goals Podcast is brought to you by Salt Society, a hair and business community serving the beauty industry with salon business coaching, hair education, and personal development mentoring. The Hair Goals Podcast is your weekly dose of powerful education from coaches on our team, industry leaders, and stylists just like you. So let's reach those goals together because your success is ours. and welcome to the Hair Goals Podcast. This is your host, Jamie C. And I'm the owner and founder of Salt Society. And I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, If this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so happy that you found us. If this is not your first time here, welcome back. Uh, We would love if you'd be able to subscribe so you never miss a weekly episode. And also, if you found this podcast to be helpful or if you've had aha moments or have shared this with friends, please leave your feedback, please leave a review. And so this podcast can go out to more hairstylists that are looking to grow in their business and build confidence and color and overall all good things. So today we have a really cool episode. Uh, we have our marketing manager, Sarah, on today, and we are talking a lot about independent stylists. Uh, so if you're an independent stylist or looking to become an independent stylist or have been an independent stylist in the past, then I really think that this episode is going to be really helpful for you. We're going to go through all things marketing and kind of the struggles that we we find with independent stylists and also feeling like they have to add, like, marketing guru to the title of things that they have to do. Uh, Hi, Sarah. Hi. Thanks for having me today. Well, of course. You're part of our team. It's been um, such a ride to be able to, like, really navigate creating this, um, you know, marketing content for hairstylists because they're creatives, and I feel like we've been, um, I I mean, since like social media has become like a prevalent way and an easy way to be able to get more clients in the door, I think it also can be really overwhelming for people. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I was actually just thinking um, this morning, I'm laying in bed thinking about the first appointment that I ever had with you when I was a client of yours, which was probably like looking back on it like five years ago. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was kind of at the start of social media. And like you so like authentically were like just sharing what you did with people. Like there was no like strategy. There wasn't an algorithm to worry about. Like there wasn't all of this like pressure to do it. Like you just authentically like shared on your platform what you were doing and how you did it and like the the end goal and not only like did that connect with obviously other stylists, because this is what we do now (laughs) is help educate and give confidence to other people in the community and in the industry, but it also was a great way to showcase your work with potential clients, which is how I ended up in your chair in the first place. So it's just, it's just funny to me. I was just thinking about it and how important like authentic marketing is. And even though it's, you know, super important to have some type of strategy behind it, like at the end of the day, it's really all about connection and not so much competition. And obviously we'll like go into that, but yeah, um, yeah, it could definitely feel overwhelming if you're looking at it
0: from that other point of view. For sure. And I think that's how most people are kind of looking at it because there's so much guidance on social media that they feel like it has to be this perfect thing or they're not doing it right and then therefore like it's more difficult to show up on behalf of the clients that you want to serve and I I think you really bring up a good point because social media well I, I think for those of people who don't know I really would just like to share this information because I before being a salon owner I was a renter right so I was doing all of the things I was doing my own taxes, I was doing my own marketing, I was doing my own social planning. I was also booking and scheduling and getting inventory. And I also had a five month old baby at the time. So, and I was married (laughs) and trying to have a social life. So it becomes really um, going from like a commission style job where things are really done for you. And also at that time, social media wasn't a thing when I was a commission stylist. I mean, it was just starting. And I felt like when I got into social media, um, when I went out on my own, I thought it was just a great opportunity to like start really being able to reach people and build a clientele because that's kind of the intention that I had it for. Um, I went from not really having much clientele to then becoming 100% booked in less than six months. And um, looking back, I'm really happy that I did it the way that I did because um, I really didn't have a lot of pressure on myself, like I think that there would have been if I was in that position now, um, and being able to navigate it authentically, and, and the reason I say that is is because it's really, when you're scrolling on Instagram, it becomes like this, um, like, this person's launching this social media class and you're like, this person is this. like, who do I trust? Who do I talk to? There's so much information and it becomes overwhelming. And not only are you looking to find guidance, like in your particular like industry, but you also have like a- external people, like popping up in your Instagram or in your Facebook of like, who aren't in the industry, who are trying to help you with social media. And you're like, who do I trust? It becomes very, very overwhelming. And if honestly, if there's anyone to trust, like I always say, get advice from somebody who has paved the path of things that you want to do in your career. Um, People who have done it, people who are in your shoes or people who have been in your shoes to have paved the path, who have made the mistakes so you don't have to. (laughs) And um, I know that I know one of the biggest things that I would say for most independent stylists, aside from maybe their relationship with Instagram in itself, or really knowing their audience or how they serve them, but essentially time, time becomes one of the biggest factors because independent hairstyles are really doing all the things like I said before. And, you know, adding like, (laughs) I was saying, like adding like the marketing guru or uh, that title to all the other things that they do have on their plate definitely can feel overwhelming to somebody. And um, I just would love to know from your perspective, because you do teach social media for hairstylists and small business owners um, in the salon area uh, or like salon owners trying to ramp up their marketing, you kind of are able to help the industry in different facets, whether you are looking to open a salon or you are marketing an entire team, right? They take different kinds of approaches, but for independent stylists in particular, what are some things that you would recommend to them if they're feeling maybe like trapped with, with time?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's such a good question because like you said, it's, it's like how many hours are in a day, how many days are in a week, if you are running your own business and then you're like also running after your kids, like on the weekends, it's like, when do you find the time to do this? And because it is such a prevalent way to um advertise your business like it's like okay well how do I make time and you'll hear me say this in every class that I teach in my courses um any like one-on-one education that I do like strategy and scheduling can decrease so much of that anxiety and stress around social media Um, So scheduling out your content, whether it be a week in advance or even a month in advance is honestly the best thing that you can do to cut down on that overwhelming feeling. Especially again, like in the middle of the day, in the middle of the week when you're fully booked and you realize that you haven't posted anything in a week and then you're like scrambling for content and it's not authentic or it's not you know, translating to the person that you want it to translate it to. Um, so anytime that you are able to like schedule yourself some time, like as an independent stylist, like you do, you know, I would assume for the most part have control over your schedule. So if you can plan like one day a month where you have, you know, a quote unquote office day where, you know, you're not behind the chair, you're not chasing the kids around the house, and you can just sit down and plan a full month of content in advance, then I think that's amazing. Now, obviously for not, it won't work for everybody. Not everybody can make that time. It's not feasible for everyone to do. So I think um, there's ways to do it on a smaller scale. So whether that's just making sure that you have something scheduled for the week instead of the whole month. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think it's important to remember that there's not a mold that you need to fit into in terms of how many times a week that you're posting it's really more so about staying consistent and the quality of what you're putting out there versus feeling like you have to you know post every single day and be engaging with people every single day it's more again about the consistency and that quality of what you're putting out there so Um, I like to tell people there's like a good jumping off point to creating and planning content. Um, And that's asking yourself these three questions. So what is the actual purpose of your content? So is it growth? Is it community or team building? Is it direct sales? Um, The second question would be what category does this particular content fall under. So um, is it promotional? Is it educational? Is it inspiring people? Are you trying to build trust with a future clientele or your current clientele? Um, And then the third question to ask yourself is what content pillar are you focusing on specifically in this post? So like the nitty-gritty of what you're putting out there. So is it your client experience? Is it your clients, you know, hair goals or fears that they have? Um, who you are as a person and a stylist, or, you know, is it hair care? Mm -hmm. So I think those are three good questions to ask yourself when, you know, starting to create content and then also schedule it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I do want to share, I'm just throwing this out there (laughs) that I'm going to be creating a little freebie for everyone that gives at least like 10 to 15 um, captions. So you have something for each category just to start off with. um, And that will be, you know, linked in our show notes and on our blog as well so hopefully that's a good jumping off point for anyone who's you know really worried about even like starting the process of scheduling like a bank full of content
0: yeah i think that well first off i think it's such a great way to help someone really get their foot in the door to help them feel less overwhelmed um more organized and more intentional about what they're putting out because that kind of leads me into the next point is that we hear it in every honestly Sarah how many times have we literally heard this is that like Instagram is this like like big hairy scary thing right and it's it's so overwhelming but I think it's so overwhelming because they don't know where to start And when you don't know where to start, you're like, you feel frustrated. And I, I mean, like anytime you're learning something new, you're bound to go through a lot of emotional, um, pieces where like, you're you're feeling like the scary thoughts are going to pop up. Like that's, um, as a mindset coach too, like I know a lot about the science of the mind and what happens to the brain, when we're trying, when we're challenging ourselves to learn something new, we're automatic, automatically going to feel those limiting beliefs pop up, whether like, or the excuses start to arise. Like, well, I might as well not do it. And I'm not good enough. Or I, I'm not good at this, or I'm not good at tech. And I, and you know, the, I'm just, I'm not a marketing person. I did this for the hair and what's the point. And I hate Instagram and, and it's normal to feel those things, but honestly, If you can reframe how you feel about the app, which we'll get into, I'd love to be with Sarah and I have some really great ways of being able to navigate that. But first and foremost, think about just like rooting yourself in why you're doing it. And then being able to just know that this can actually be a really safe community for you. As long as you're connecting with people who are of like mind and have similar goals and can feel like they're empowering you. And I think it's, it's a great way to be able to reach the goals but it's important to know what your goals are first right i think we all st- we just feel this like subconscious pressure to just do instagram because everyone's doing instagram but i also think it's important like what i just said was the key word was everyone right so i kind of generalized an entire industry of people that everyone's doing instagram and the truth is n- not everyone is and I think it's important to know, like, is this in alignment with what your goals are? Do you need a radical, um, uh, marketing plan or are you just looking to build two to three clients? Right. And maybe that's just referral client referrals internally, right. Or having your clients advocate for you. But honestly, if you're going to use social media for anything and you're fairly close to your goals, maybe with building a clientele, then I would honestly use it for community because you know, being able to connect with people are, is definitely going to make you feel like you have a place, that you have a home, that you have a safe environment for you to thrive in and that you don't feel like you're in competition with people. And so um, when it comes down to really kind of like navigating your goals, I think it's important to understand those things of like, what is your goal? Why do you want to use it? And and Sarah said that perfectly. Um, And then the next thing is like, if you have um, a particular goal of serving a particular person and really like, maybe you started this career with just doing everything for everyone. Maybe you were doing extensions, maybe you are doing barbering and and fantasy colors and balayage and foils and root touch-ups and you're just kind of everything for everybody. Um, but maybe you just love extensions. I mean, you just love doing updos, or Maybe you just love doing color and, and cutting, and extensions, right? Maybe there's three things that you absolutely just want to hone in on and you love. Um, but honestly, if you do love doing everything, that's okay too. <laughs> honestly, it's that's the beautiful thing is like you have permission to show up any way that you want to, if it gives you joy. And that's the truth of it is there's no, like, here's what you need to do because that's just not, first off, it's not fun. If it doesn't, if you feel like you're trying to fit into a box, like Sarah said, or fit into a mold, Um, But I think my, my next question for you, Sarah, is it, like we said, it can feel intimidating, especially if you don't know the direction or who you want to serve, but Mm
1: -hmm.
0: we like, I really would love for you to like let us know or let the community know like what you would recommend to help rebuild um, like that relationship and, Mm -hmm. and help them reach their dream clients. Right. And essentially it's going to help them have a more fulfilling career and, help them financially. So Mm -hmm. how would you um, recommend for that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it really is all about showing up authentically. Um, So if you're comparing yourselves to, to others that you believe have the quote unquote success that you want, you're only going to end up resenting the platform even more because when in fact the platform is a great tool for you to utilize but it doesn't actually measure like this your success behind the chair so when you understand that concept it's easier to make connecting with others on Instagram fun and not this like heavy weight because your audience is going to tell you like they can tell when what you're posting isn't authentic. Like people can see right through, you know, that perfect, like everything's great in my life. Like I have all these clients, like I do perfect hair, like my salon situation is me. Like people can see through it if you're not being a hundred percent authentic. So when you are, you're not only connecting on a deeper level with those who already love your content but then you're also going to attract more of those people to your page Mm -hmm. Um, and when that happens it's honestly magical because the people who don't connect with your content on a deeper level like aren't actually going to serve you at all like they're never going to come to your salon they're never going to sit in your chair you know they're not going to engage with your content um and so when you are you know putting yourself out there authentically and connecting with the right people, those people are going to engage with your content and they're want, they're gonna to wanna to build a relationship with you. And that turns into a, a physical relationship and not just a virtual relationship. And they turn into real clients. And I think that's, you know, what it's all about. It's not about the, like the number of followers. It's not about comparing yourself to, you know, like I said before, the other people who you are, you know, considering successful, like you have no idea that stylist might have 10,000 followers, but they're, they might only be 50% booked and like struggling to pay their bills. Like. Everybody's view of success is different. So, you know, not comparing yourself to others and just really showing up authentically and making those authentic connections mm-hmm. um, with your audience. And, like you said, a community on social media, I think, really, um, you know, takes away all of that pressure and like yucky feeling
0: around social media. Yeah. Um, Just to like add to what Sarah said, too, I think that there's a lot of times we've heard, you know, I'm going to backtrack even more because I feel like this is like this just came up for me right now and I'm like, I really feel like I need to talk about it just for a brief moment. Um, I, I know that a lot of you are in the process of learning, like just your craft. Right. Let's just like take it like eight steps back to the basics. Right. You're learning your craft and you're maybe new to balayage. Maybe you're new to um, root smudging. Maybe you're like new to color melting and you're not feeling super confident in your results yet. I, I think it's important to know that your process, it will. Always be evolving. And if anything, you know, being able to look at those people, because I know I've heard this so many times like, my work isn't as good as someone else's on Instagram. And that's like another facet of why you may be feeling resistance and showing up, you know, authentically, because maybe you don't believe in your work yet. Maybe you're having a hard time really navigating the technical parts. Um, But I think the best thing that you can do in that situation is understand that everyone started out knowing nothing. And we're all learning and we're all trying to grow. And just because someone else's work may, you may perceive that as um, not a, a reflection of what your work is, but I'd just offer you this like slight reframe in that thought process instead of allowing for it to make you feel inadequate or not good enough, or that your work isn't great, or it's a reason not to show up yet that that person started out knowing nothing just like you, maybe they're a few years ahead of you, maybe they've taken more classes, maybe they've practiced a little bit um, longer than you have because maybe they've been in the industry a little bit longer, but also allow that person to be a shining example of what is possible for you instead of something that you are not. Because I think there's an opportunity to learn from every single person that you meet, especially people online, Um, asking for advice, asking for, um, you know, guidance on on where to start. And especially as a company who focuses on helping people with color confidence, I think it's important that you feel really good about your craft but also be really um, soft with yourself and embody self compassion while you're learning because punishing yourself or being hard on yourself when you make a mistake, which you inevitably will, because we all do, you're going to fuck up. That's just what happens. I mean, I have burnt people's hair off. I have cut hair too short. I've had bleed marks. I've had literally everything you could possibly think of. I've been in the industry for 15 years. I've seen it all. So that, if that gives you any insight, (laughs) like I'm not perfect. No hairstylist is perfect. Like it's just impossible to live up to that expectation we're artists right and it's important to know that we're continually wanting to grow um and we're going to continue to fuck up that's just how it is um but when you do make that mistake or you know mess up whatever you want to call it think about it as a discovery Uh, like ask yourself what is this teaching me what is this how can I learn from this And how can I give myself some softness and support as I navigate because I'm not the only one that's making mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, And you will continue to make them. Like that's just, but it's how you rise back up from them and understand that like you're ever evolving. Like there's, I think a lot of times we think that like, if I just, if my work ends up looking like this, that's when I'll show up online. If my work looks like this, then that's when I'll do it. When I take better pictures, that's when I'll do it. Instead of like, let me learn how to just show up now and grow and just learn and experience. Because if you scroll back to the bottom of Pretty Little Lombre, I saved it all for you. It's. I was
1: just gonna say that. I'm like, if anyone is a prime example of exactly what you're talking about, scroll back like five, six years on Jamie's Instagram and she, you know, you put it all out there. Like, Like you said, like you just saw it as a good, Opportunity to connect and showcase w- your work, regardless of if it was the best work you ever did, or you know, now you're looking at it and you're like, "Hmm."
0: <laughs> I would done that differently. <laughs> at the time, I was super proud of myself, right? I was proud of myself for being able to just like, because t- I remember the girl who took those pictures. She didn't have a clientele. She was trying really hard to provide for her family and do the best that she could. And then she inevitably started learning more and doing more and then the work looked different. The photos looked different. The way I showed up was different but I still always believed that I was doing it for the right reasons. And I think that was what kept me going. Like I knew why I was doing what I was doing. I knew the bigger picture. Um, So that kind of leads me into um, the next question which is like, because I started out serving it absolutely everyone, and then navigating into a really specific clientele. Because I realized as an artist growing up, I loved hair painting. I loved color. I didn't want to do, I didn't want to do rainbow colors. I loved beachy, lived in color. It just lit my soul up. And like I said, it doesn't do that for everybody, but it did for me. And I didn't really love like doing barbering. So men's haircuts, I wanted to phase out. I really just wanted to do the work that lit me up. And I think often we don't really know how to navigate into that space of like doing the work that we love doing if we're already doing the work that we do for everybody. So how do you think it's like, how impactful do you think it is for stylists to kind of narrow in on their messaging on who they want to serve?
1: I mean, I think it's very important. And I think it's one of the most important parts of not only your market marketing yourself and your business on social media, but honestly, in all aspects of your branding and marketing. Um, I think everyone is probably like sick of hearing us say this everywhere that when you're speaking to everyone, you're actually speaking to no one. And what that actually means is that, for example, when you're speaking to the masses and putting out all types of work from, you know, root touch-ups to men's haircuts, but what you really want to focus on, like you were just saying, is more of like creative color services. Like you're not actually talking to those particular clients and attracting more of that particular person into your business. So when you do narrow down your ideal clientele, like that will really help you understand not, not just, you know, how to talk to them, but you know, your business's mission and the values that you bring narrowing down your service menu, like how to have a clear vision, um, of what this person is feeling when it comes to hair. Like it's so, it's so, it brings so much more than just talking to someone on Instagram. It really helps your business be like well-rounded and how you're presenting it branding wise and marketing wise. Um, and then once you do have that like clear understanding of who this person is, then it makes it much easier to speak directly to them um, in all of those ways. And and that's not limited to social media. Like that's also, you know, on your website, because I do believe that whether you are an independent stylist and renting a chair from somebody, if you are a suite owner, if you're a salon owner, like you are your own brand in your own business, like not only is it important to get comfortable um, and feel confident using social media, but also having a website as well.
0: So I think websites are the most underrated things in this industry, and I think so many people miss the opportunity. I know, and you you'll hear different you'll hear different like um, variations on websites, like or different differing opinions. I think that's what I meant to say, but like, oh, website, uh, websites are not helpful. But I'm like, but in this instance, they are. Like in this instance, it is because, especially as it, independent stylists are their, really their own personal brand and their brand in general, like what they believe in, what who they serve, how they show up. Um, I think having a really highly effective and um, really showcasing yourself and who you are and what you do in your websites incredible and i think that oftentimes people are just like well i'll just have an instagram and like that'll just be enough right but in if you think about it even deeper too like when you know who you serve you know your purpose you know your intention of why you're using your like your social media marketing in the first place and then you have a place for somebody to go to learn more about you you're building that trust again And again and again and again and people need at least like seven touch points to be able to be like that's the person that I want to go to and maybe even more if that person has had past hair trauma and they're looking for somebody new to trust like they really really need that extra um, support of like testimonials and your portfolio and your mission and who you serve and and that you can actually solve the problems that they are currently experiencing and I think you know, Sarah and I could go on for days about this, but I think it's, you know, also making that process as easy for the client and also for you, because you have a lot of things to do as an independent stylist, like so many things. And I think it's important that you simplify that like process, that communication, just to like streamline um, the work that you have to do with communication with clients. And also it, if done intentionally, whether like be an intake form or uh, a workflow or a funnel, that type of thing, like it allows for people to like really see your value again and again and again, and also simplifies the back and the forth conversation that you would be having with clients that just like pop into your DMS and they're like, how much is a highlight, (laughs) you know, because you really don't have the opportunity. I mean, there are opportunities to really showcase your value in that sense, but um, I think Sometimes, most times we're just like, it's this amount of money. And then we like only would get somebody who cares about how much our service is instead of who we are and how we can build a long-term relationship. And that's really, really important. If you want long lasting relationships with your clients, because you don't want them just to come in for a good deal and then never come back. You know, you really do want to build a journey with them and, and, and invite them to come back and, and learn about them and have them learn about you and build that relationship because clients that trust in you invest in you. And that's what we want to create with um, your marketing is a level of trust. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I know that right now there's been, uh, I would say for the past like six to seven years, it's been primarily Instagram as like the number one thing for stylists to use as like their marketing strategy, but it's not the only way to market yourself, obviously. Um, It's just one of the main ways that I hear people talking about, but I would love to know your perspective of like what you predict for the future of marketing for hairstylists. (laughs) I just love that. Like, all right, get out your crystal ball. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, what is the what's the future look like, Sarah?
1: Well, I mean, I think Instagram—it's like Facebook, right? Like, it's something that just will like always be there. Like, I don't foresee it like going away or like being a tool that you can't use to market your business. Um, however, we all know that tech is like consistently evolving and new apps are being developed every day and becoming like the next best, best thing for like us to learn and use. And, but I think what's important to remember is who your clientele is, how they're consistently finding you and how you can best serve them. So even if there's all these other apps like TikTok, For example, like my personal opinion is there's no reason to like get wrapped up in a TikTok account if all your clients are consistently still coming from Instagram, because that's the demographic that you're serving and that's the platform that they use. However, if you are finding that your ideal client is, you know, maybe they're getting younger, they're on the TikTok. (laughs) Sarah. (laughs) I that. Even so that, I mean I'm 31 and a half years old and I'm like I'm like on it but like not really on it and it's just it makes me feel old <laughs> and I'm not that old <laughs> <laughs> but I think the, I think the point is is that depending on you know what your demographic is you need to be flexible um, and learning like new ways to market your business. It just, it really all depends on who your demographic is and where they're going to find value from your marketing. Um, because at the end of the day, and I'm literally taking the words out of your mouth, Jamie, we had a, a great, um, meeting with some people the other day and, you know, I think social media, and you said this is a tool to market your business, but you are the actual tool that is going to attract and retain your clients. So regardless of where they're coming from, like where you're putting out your marketing content, like just know that like at the end of the day, somebody is going to connect with you and the type of services that you provide and the type of, you know, experience that you provide someone, um regardless
0: of like where they came from to begin with. Yeah, I agree. I love, um, I I just, I, I hope if you guys took anything from this episode, that it was more so just kind of giving you the permission to like pace yourself, to find your purpose, and to recognize that you know, if, if this does make sense for your goals to use it for goal, like a specific, maybe client growth goal or brand awareness, uh, goal is understanding that it's possible for you. And if you want to simply use it for building connection with a community, it's fine to do that too. Right. It's, it's absolutely fine to do that too. And just know that like, as a company, we are here to support you with, um, being able to help you navigate finding that purpose, helping you make it simple. Like I always say, like, I was just saying this to Sarah, I was like, can we like ramp up the hashtag, like make business fun? Because I really think that business, like marketing, all of it can be so fun if we think that it can be, but if we think that it's gonna be hard, our brain is initially going to say, marketing is hard, things are hard. Therefore you are going to, your brain's going to create all of these ideas of like, this is going to be challenging and I don't want to do it. But if you go in with it saying like, I have a team to support me. I have people that can support me. I have support. I'm not doing this alone. Then this can be fun. And it can feel really, really good to be able to be proud of yourself for really thinking about something differently or approaching something differently. Um, But I I would love for Sarah to share a little bit about how you can also get her uh, support with um, not only what's gonna be in the show notes for, um, I love that you're gonna be giving the community uh, the captions to start with, that's so powerful. But how else can um, they work or connect with you?
1: Yeah, so, Obviously, I have my own Instagram account. Um, it's Sarah.fasolo on Instagram, so you can always DM or comment and I will always respond back to any questions people have. Um, you can also email me at uh, Sarah at soulsocietyeducation.com happy to answer questions there as well. Um, But I also just have a few offerings um, through our website that could be really beneficial, especially if you are just kind of like starting out or are just really stuck in that uh, social media marketing like groove that you just can't seem to get out of. Um, So I do have a Let's Get Social mini course Um, And then we also connect with people one on one. So if you are a salon owner, and you're looking to, you know, revamp your marketing or your, or your business in any way, um, my coworker Ashley, and I have a one on one salon consulting program as well. So many ways to reach out to me, and I'd love to help in any way I possibly can. um, Because again, your success
0: is our success. So Truth. Uh, also, if you are a part of our community on Facebook, we uh, do Mindset Monday uh, every week. Um, start out the week with empowerment and growth and just new ways to reframe um, different things. And then also we highlight our educators every Tuesday with content. And we also are just um, really excited about the growth of this community. It's been exploding. There's so many people that are coming in, so much good um. Insight, so much connection, so much community. So we're loving, uh, you know, being able to have this safe place for hairstylists, salon owners, and independent stylists to come in and connect with the other people for their own guidance. Um, and we'd love for you to be a part of that if you're not already. That will be in the show notes as well. So you've got a whole bunch of goodies in the show notes today. So enjoy. Um, it's been, I know, enjoy, have fun. It's like Christmas. Uh, so if uh, you loved this episode or found it very helpful, feel free to connect with us online or leave a review and share the goodness with others. This has been an awesome time with you, Sarah. Thank you again so much for being able to share your wisdom with our community.
1: Thank you for having me. Love doing it.
0: <laughs> Love doing it. Uh, we'll see you guys uh, in the next week's episode. Bye-bye.